0: Thanks for tuning into to Paddy Waffle Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about the observations and experiences of my life that are both weird and insightful. And hopefully they can help you change your perspective about certain things. I'm your host, my name is Arthur Patel, And here's the intro. incidents in my life that involve conning people and carrying out cons and by con c o n i'm talking about petty kinds of stuff like stuff that involves friends and shopkeepers so i've been on both sides of the game i have been conned and i have also been part of a con and the thing is that i was never really aware when i was a part of it and it was always a while later that i realized it and that's what happened in the first con of my life. So I was a kid, around maybe 10 or 11 years old. And it was Christmas Eve and me and my cousins uh, who are 8 to 10 years older than me, we all went out to eat uh, to celebrate Christmas. So we go to this bakery near our place. And its it was a small bakery and it was very crowded. So we somehow got three pastries for the three of us. And we eat right outside the bakery on our moped. And after we're done, me and one of my cousins go inside the bakery and he takes my bag and goes into the crowded corner. And Ekdam Hisaap say, he starts filling my bag with 2-3 plum cakes from a whole pile of cakes on the counter. And at that moment, one of the dudes of the bakery catches him. And my cousin says that, Humne paisa de diya. And he points towards the cashier who is extremely busy. And apparently the dude just believes and even I am looking at him and I am like, diye humne. So we exit the bakery and walk towards our scooty where the other cousin is ready with the scooty engine and the lights on signaling us to come fast and almost like almost ready to fuck off. And then we literally fled from there and I was totally oblivious to all of it. And I ate the plum cakes happily. I loved them. And then I guess a month later, when I was randomly thinking about the incident, it hit me randomly. And I was like, oh shit, I committed a crime. Mm -hmm. And I was like 11. And I felt like I had broken my morals and shit. And I started panicking. And then after a while, I just started craving plum cakes. So stupid. And it's funny now that I look back. And it's cute that I thought that not being aware of being a part of a petty crime is what made me immoral. (laughs) Because later in my life, when I was in 9th, I was with this dude and we went to tuitions together. And this one time, he had to get groceries on the way back. So I was like, I'll join you. No problem. So we stopped and we both got groceries for him. And in the supermarket, I just picked up a small chocolate. I think it was a munch. And I showed it to him and I put it in my pocket. And he was so impressed. His face was like, you can do that and save money? And I had done that thing just for fun and only once. It did make me look cool for like half a day, but I never did it again. Then a few weeks later, this dude comes to me and he starts telling me his grocery list. And I'm like, why are you telling me your Kirana? And he's like, no, this is all the stuff that I stole from that supermarket till now. And I was like, holy shit. I had created a criminal. <laughs> and he had stolen almost everything. Chocolates, biscuits, chips, aata. banchos, can I'm pretty sure he was lying about aata. Because it's impossible to do that. Like, if you can steal a bag of flour from a supermarket you can pull off a heist from the most secure bank in the world. And I'm glad that I and that guy don't talk anymore, but I just hope that he has stopped stealing stuff now. Coming to the other side of the court, the most common place for anybody to get conned or duped for money is the Indian petrol pump. And just like most people, the petrol pump was where I was conned for the first time in my life. And it is one of the most common practices that happen in the country. And almost each one of us has experienced it at least once in our lives. I call this the petrol pump kanchimar Scam. So what happens is suppose you ask the petrol pump wala to fill your vehicle with fuel worth 150 rupees. He or she will punch an amount of only 50 rupees in the meter of the pump machine thingy and start filling your vehicle. Now once the meter reaches 50, he or she will increase it to 100 and start filling your vehicle again and initially you would think that he or she has increased it to 100 and filled petrol. So 50 plus 100 is 150 cool right amount yay but the reality is that they increase the amount from 50 instead of resetting it to zero first. So all in all if you do the math correctly you are paying them 150 but getting petrol for only 100. And my problem is that if I talk about numbers too much, I just get confused. (laughs) And this petrol pump thing happened with me a lot of times. And it took me a while to understand it. And I could never say anything because I was a socially anxious kid. And being in a situation like in a queue at a petrol pump made me more anxious. So my instinct was to just get shit done and run away. And it's so weird how you get extra anxious when there's somebody behind you in the queue. And it could be anybody, a car, a bike, some kind, auntie, a cycle, it doesn't matter. You'll still be that anxious. Now here's the fun thing. One time I went to the petrol pump to fill petrol for 200 because I had only one 500 rupee note in my pocket that I had to spend the whole evening. So I go to the petrol pump and it's completely empty. Except for the petrol wale people there who are busy chatting and gossiping amongst themselves. So one of the guys comes up, asks me the amount and starts filling my vehicle and right then another petrolwala guy comes and starts chatting with this dude and then he puts the pipe back while still talking to the other guy and then extends his arm forward towards me while still talking to this guy and for some reason I'm like Chiller to do. and at first he makes this puzzled face and then again for some reason I say I And he's like Haan. And he hands me 300 in return. So I take the money and I leave. And I reach the destination. And then I put my hand in my hoodie's pocket. My hoodie's front pocket. And I find my 500 rupee note. And then I realize that I went to the petrol pump with 500. And I came out with 800. And this by far has been my most badass moment of all time. And in my defense, I didn't intentionally do that. It was all spontaneous. Like, I had totally forgotten that I didn't pay him. Partly because I was checking my phone and overhearing their conversation at the same time. I don't remember. But in the beginning, I really felt bad for it. But then again, in my defense, it was a perfect revenge for all those times those guys fooled me. Fuck yes. But it's not like I'm a bad guy or something. Like I am an honest guy. And I don't take advantage of such stuff unnecessarily. Mostly because I'm bad at it. Like this one time me and my friend wanted to go to this other school's fate. Because the school was known for its girls. And we were just kids. We just wanted to see what the fuss was about. I'm sorry if that sounds sexist to you. But the problem with the fate was that it was restricted only to students or ex-students of that school. And not the common public. And they had special tickets that these students had to buy. And they cost like 10-20 rupees. So one of our friends was an ex-student. And she got us the tickets on the day of the fete. So both of us, we go to the school. And at the entrance, we show the people our tickets. And we find out that they are teachers. And they're like, you school? Mein nahi dekha? And I'm like, what's yahi school? Ke hai? To which one of them points to the man holding the tickets and he's like "Yes, and at that moment i thought we're gonna get caught and we'll end up in some kind of trouble and i think it was kind of visible on my face because when i said pata, they all just started laughing and then they politely told us to fuck off now my friend told me that it was really evident in my voice and he called me a fatto and i was like okay fine and then both of us hung out at Futala and we ate at Panino and went home. And with these, these conning, duping things, even if I've gotten the chance to fool somebody, I've given up. Like this one time me and my other friend were at Subway and we got a cookie with our subs, but the cashier forgot to put it in the bill. So we paid the bill, excluding the amount of the cookie, and we ran away. A full week. A full week, I felt like a cool badass person. And then a week later, I went to the same subway again. And the cashier looked at me and said, Hi, sir. And at that moment, I was really surprised. Because in the history of seven years that this subway had existed, not once had anybody fucking wished me any fucking thing. Not even good afternoon or bye or thank you or whatever. And then I went to order, and she said, Sir, if you pay a in the bill, you pay for And I was like, Oh, that's why you said hi. Hmm. So, anyway, I paid. I could argue, but um, there was no point. I was like, Okay, take the paisa because it was the right thing to do. But these are all petty, small things. But this one time, I witnessed the greatest brainwashing in my life. And of course, I didn't fall for it, but people around me did. And this was one of those things in 11th where one of my friends forced me to go with him to this motivation and personality development event. So he said that kids of my coaching really needed it. So we all were there in a big hall. I think it was Chitnavi Center or something. I don't know. I don't remember. And it was me, him and his other friends who I was meeting for the first time. And then the presentation starts. And there's loud pumping, like the hyping kind of music. And 10 minutes later, I realized it's nothing related to motivation or life. There came one guy, who was like the opening act, who literally started shouting into the mic about how he learned coding from this company and started earning in lakhs. He was like, I have company this company through C or C++ 1.5 lakh month. And I was like, look, What you like, nowhere did he mention what work he did with those languages, or where he was employed, or what he had created, or whatever. Like, dunya ke coder log chutia hai na. Gates ko batao kohi. Fal tu mein Microsoft chalo ge usne. Fucking hell. Should've just learned C and C++. <laughs> like, C and C++, two of the most basic coding languages on earth. And how he came up with their luck. What's their luck? 1.5 lakhs I think? I'm not sure. Like how did he come up with their luck is just absurd. It was absurd to me back then as well. But then people around me were just going crazy. They were clapping and hooting and cheering. And they were just going nuts. And similarly such nineteen, twenty year olds came one by one saying the same shady shit and I started getting really uncomfortable. I so wanted to leave and then came this guy, the main act, who just made me want to fucking slap my forehead so bad. His name was Ashish Singh something, I still remember, I don't know why, and he called himself an entrepreneur. What was his venture or product, nobody knew and he never mentioned it either. All he did was talk about his achievements, which by the way did not seem credible to me at all. Like the first achievement he showed on the projector was about his own personality development where there were two pictures of him before and after and the only difference between both the pictures was that he had grown a beard and I was like hitting puberty is not personality development. And then he started telling us to invest in this company and showed us all the people whose lives were changed after they invested. He showed pictures one by one and apparently, investing in this company helped every guy grow a beard. And then he started bragging about himself by saying shit like, I bike, bike, I and shit like that. And there was a moment where he was evaluating his net worth and he got the math wrong. Why would you want to invest in somebody? Who doesn't know that 3 plus 2 equals 5 and not 7. But all these chelilog were still hooting and cheering after he ended the sentence. It was a fucking circus. The whole thing was nowhere related to either motivation or personality or whatever the fuck they had said. He was just trying to persuade young kids into a multi-level marketing scam. Which is like a pyramid scheme. I'll tell you what happens in a multi-level marketing scheme so let's let's just take an example for example <laughs> for example the main head the boss starts this shit with 10 people let's just call these people on level 1 so now level 1 people are told that they can earn money by either selling a product or by earning money based on the sales of the people they recruit and then telling them the same scheme like a person who wants to join will pay a certain amount and if that person makes a sale he or she gets a part of the sale and the rest of the money goes up the chain to the one who has recruited them and so on. And the thing in this scenario is that to earn a minimum profit that is an amount more than what they had paid when they joined, a person will have to recruit at least 10 people. So each of the level 1 person will recruit 10 more people which will have a total of 100 level 2 people who will in turn recruit 10 more people each and hence level 3 will have 1000 people. So with every level, the number of people increases exponentially. Now the initial stage might look like a good idea. But by level 9, to make a minimum profit, level 9 should have 10 to the power 9 people. That is a billion or 100 crore people. And when level 10 is recruited, to earn a profit, they will have to recruit 10 to the power 10 people. That is 10 billion or 1000 crore people which is more than the population of this planet. And by this time, it is impossible to make a profit out of multi-level marketing, or MLM. And apologies if I'm not completely accurate or wrong somewhere. Now, the thing is that MLMs are legal, and the way they manipulate their listeners is by doing these big, grand events, where they talk about how they can solve the insecurities faced by the audience that they are targeting. For example, this was a youth-oriented uh event so they focused on earning money and looking good and then bikes and cars and everything that the youth falls for and eventually the weak ones fall for it and in the whole event when they mention their scheme they only talk about the initial stages where making profit seems possible the whole seminar i attended was an absolute waste of time the name of the company was ebiz and it's a very popular company now. <laughs> and I googled it back then and the first five links were about how EBIS was scamming people. I felt it was shady and stupid since the start. And I asked everybody in the hall who were with me about it. And they were like, tha yaar? And I'm like, Kya and I felt like talking about it with someone and I couldn't talk about it with my parents because I had fought with them to let me go to this fucking shit circus. So I told my friend all about it. The scams and the reports, and then he got mad at me. Like, what the fuck? And he had thought of actually investing money in this shit, but luckily he realized it on time. As of 2020, the owner of Ebis has been arrested for duping people for an amount of about 5000 crore rupees. How ironic is that? and i did a bit of research and found out that this ashish singh guy is now a part of a dietary supplement company that is again using the same mlm strategy and i'm not trying to say shit in a demeaning manner or i'm trying to insult somebody but all of this is fucking stupid to me and if i really wanted to earn money i'd do i'd rather do more productive stuff which i'm trying to do and If you're somebody who just wants to earn money dude. There are better ways I feel. This this lalach wouldn't get you anywhere. And I just want everybody who's listening to it. To be at least like aware of what this fucking shit is. Because there's so many people who are conned by this. And you might have people around you who have been conned by this. Have the talk with them. And if you or somebody you know ever comes across something like this or something remotely similar to this, I only have one advice to give you. Stay the fuck away. That was the episode. Thank you so much for taking time out and listening to it. If you like this episode, make sure you follow Petty Waffle Podcast on whichever platform you're listening it on. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram, the username is at Petty Waffle Podcast. Till then, goodbye, take care, and